Here we go. Is it going to snow? I haven't heard anything about it. This is apparently the real deal, though. Speaking of the real deal, it's Adam Carter. I might just, like, take that as my new new nickname. That's it? It's the real deal. It's not bad. Rename the show The Real Deal with Adam Carter. Mm -hmm. Adam, for chat all week, by the way. So happy to have you along. Um, Why do we have a... The uvula, is that what it's called? The thing in the back of your throat? A little dangler back there, yeah. You know why? Because mine is like swollen right now, and I I, it's, I find it very difficult to talk, and I didn't realize until just now. How did you know it's swollen? Because I can, can feel you it. You can feel it? Mm-hmm. I've never I've looked it noticed up, I can feel my uvula. Yeah, I've Googled it. So apparently it's <laughs> well, like... If you an, see it on Google, it's got to be true. It's got to be true. Doctor? Well, who needs a doctor? <laughs> but I've been looking it up. Like It, it, it means like like an allergic reaction or something. So I'm, if anybody has an advice, has some advice how to shrink, get my uvula back to regular size, 651-461-9226. And I know the Chad Hartman listeners will come through. Um, but Chad, I tell you what, everybody hit the lottery here at the station except me and you. We're, we're still here. It's incredible. Um, Chad is in Hawaii or on his way to Hawaii. They'll leave tomorrow. Leaves tomorrow. Hopefully earlier than later. Um, uh, Jason and Dan in Florida, mm-hmm. Fort Myers, doing the show from Fort Myers all week. My radio partner, Jordana Green, is in Florida. What the hell are we doing wrong? I also just saw Lindsey Peterson. Vegas. One of the bosses here. Off to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Just hang out in the desert. That's fine. So you talk about timing. You know, I'm the one when I go away, oh, you missed it. We had great, unseasonably warm weather. It was like 50, you know, 55 degrees and sunny. But they hit the jackpot. They're getting out of town for this monumental snowstorm. After what's been an unseasonably lovely February. Yes. <laughs> and I, and I, I'll contend that that early batch of warm was just setting us up for a, a punch. And I would rather have that warm weather, like, later in the spring. Not like you, you know, can choose. The weather is the weather, but I, it was too soon for that kind of warm weather because you still know you've got some winter left. Whereas they get that in March, you're like, okay, we're you know you still may get an event, but you know you're worst, you're past the worst of winter. Mm, the melt is coming. Yes, yeah, so that yep. so that early kind of sunshine uh, and warmth was was it was bad news. I didn't I, I did not want it because of this week. Snowed this morning. It's going to snow all week. We'll tell you about it. So let's start with this. If you were lucky like Chad and Jason and Dan and Jordana and Lindsay, price not an object. Boom. You can book a ticket right now. Where are you going? Where are you going to avoid this week here in Minnesota? I think I'm going Caribbean. I yes, me too. Okay. I went to St. Martin last year, okay. and it was fantastic. Any of those islands. I mean, I've done Mexico right. a couple times, but never the sure. you know the uh, the more remote islands. Yes. But I think uh, a, a, a few days, a week down there would be just what the doctor. One ordered. week. Uh, six five one four six one nine two two six. No object money. You can book the ticket right now. Get your stuff and go directly to the airport. Where are you going just for one week? Give me a call. Maybe it's someplace you've been. 
that you would uh, maybe you are going. Maybe you you hit the jackpot like everybody else here at CCO, and maybe you're on your way to the airport. So you can call us and gloat. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Somebody s- says Siberia. All right, that's hardcore. I think it's, it's going to be like Siberia here. Yeah, well, you don't have to leave. I don't think you need to go there. But where are you going? Yeah, St. Martin to me was one of those trips that was just magical because great spot. Uh, hadn't heard much about it. The people were great, and the weather obviously was fantastic. But um, where are you going? Just got back from Puerto Vallarta, picked the wrong week to go. Yeah, that's that's brutal, too, when you come back and then you're faced with the old uh, snowstorm. I remember the first time I ever went to Mexico, I was 21, and I got on the plane in Mexico. It was like 85 degrees, and it was 20 below zero when I got back to Minnesota. So that was like a 100-degree temperature swing. Uh, somebody suggesting, is this a WCCO contest? What caller wins? I wish. I wish I was giving away uh, a, a trip. I'd go with you. Uh, Hawaii, my skin needs the humidity. New Orleans, Mardi Gras. San Clemente, California. Another wise guy, Antarctica. Um, 651-461-9226. I just did a quick Google flight search. Okay. You can get a flight from MSP to the Dominican Republic tomorrow, 843 bucks. You're flying Spirit. <laughs> Which means you may or may not get there. <laughs> That's that. But at least you'd have hope. That's not too bad, actually. I mean, you know, that's a, I mean, that's a steep price, but it's like to get out of town right away. To get there for it would be, I just put it in a week. And you can work from there, maybe. I thankfully don't have to work very hard this week, so I'm happy staying in Minnesota, just hanging around the house, relaxing. Yeah, if you don't have to go around anywhere, but it's just this time of year, again, snow is great up until Christmas, and then snow sucks. It, let's just be honest. <laughs> I mean, so you, you want the white Christmas, and you can deal with the first kind of shovelings, but then it's like it becomes a, a royal pain in the you-know-what. Um, and we're going to have to do it again for the next three days because it's just going to – we're able, a monumental snowfall is coming. We were in Phoenix last week, and it never even hit 60. Um, back in Minnesota now for snow, our vacation this winter definitely went not what we wanted. Yeah, that's a bummer too. I mean, I'd still take it. You're still in the desert. Uh, leaving for Acomal, Mexico. Yes, I know where Acomal is. Just south of Playa del Carmen tomorrow. Uh, the timing is everything in life. Yeah, thank you. Rubbing it in. Hawaii. I'll leave tomorrow for a week in Cincinnati. Hey, you want to get out of the snow. Mm. I mean, it's like Mexico, Hawaii, yep. Caribbean, or Cincinnati. The home of Skyline Chile. That's right. <laughs> Nevis, somebody going to. Now, is there like a Caribbean version of Nevis? I know there's a Nevis, Minnesota. I think there is. Maybe there's a, it's probably called Nevis because we don't pronounce things the same. Yeah, it's an island in the Caribbean. Mm. You want to go to Nevis or Nevis? Whichever one's in the Caribbean. Right, exactly. (laughs) Either Extapa, Mexico or lovely Aruba. Been to both in the wintertime. Scheduled to leave for Puerto Vallarta, 8.30 Wednesday morning. Fingers and troves are crossed for that weather, weather to cooperate. Ooh, the Isle of Capri off southern coast of Italy. That's a la-di-da. I'm leaving for Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, up there. 651-461-9226.
Uh, take a break and get more of your uh, sponsors. Anywhere you want to go, give us a call. 651-461-9226. Where are you going this week to get away from this weather? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy President's Day, by the way. Free parking thanks to George Washington. Appreciate you, George. Uh, Bumper theme. Now... These are bands with uh, presidents, last names of presidents in the band name or pu- maybe even first name. Maybe. So maybe. That's Jefferson Airplane. Yes. A the Jefferson President Airplane. Airplane. The Jefferson Airplane then became Jefferson Starship and then just Starship, of course. Um, but that's a good start. So all the bumper music will feature names of presidents. We'll talk uh, about presidents later, including in the next segment. When we talk to Chris Coleman, the former mayor of St. Paul, who is uh, now the CEO of Habitat for Humanity of the Twin Cities. And, of course, Jimmy Carter, uh, who is now in hospice care, is inexorably tied to uh, Habitat for Humanity. And we'll talk about the impact that Jimmy Carter has had on uh, on that organization and, and just uh, on life. I mean, you think about Jimmy Carter, and, of course, he's the longest re- – Longest, uh, I don't know, how would I put this? The longest, uh, for, the longest retired president. That's it. Beating Harry Truman. So meaning he was spent the longest long, time being an ex longest out of office. Yes. Um, and what a life uh, he has led. Led. So we will uh, talk about Jimmy Carter. Um, ta- got a couple topics going right now. First of all, with the pending snowstorm, just wondering where you're going. Uh, leaving for Treasure Island, Florida, Wednesday morning. Hoping the flight isn't delayed. I plow snow for a living, so this sounds like a perfect time to go. I hope you got other people to do it for you, because I think people are counting on you there. Uh, just came back from a Belize. Nothing but sitting in the sun, staring at palm trees in the water and drinking beer. Good for you. Clearwater in Florida. Best clean beaches leaving March 4th, sadly. Uh, Thursday morning leaving for the yearly trip up the Gunflint Trail, Hungry Jack Lodge, four feet of snow, fishing, snowmobiling, good times, wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, flying to Fort Lauderdale Thursday morning. Puerto Rico is fantastic. Uh, snow, great time. If you have time and money, go out and enjoy it. Snowmobiling, ice fishing, and skiing. That's what I'll be doing. I, uh, um... Ice fishing last week and ice fishing this week. Where Making at? the most of it. Went up to Mille Lacs, put the, uh, the ice castle out onto the, um, on the Mille Lacs and the big water, slept overnight in it, which I think is why my uvula is swollen. I, it reacts to, like, dry air, I think. So mm. this might be the culprit. I'm going to the liquor store, then I'm calling in sick on Thursday from the text. <laughs> what is it with your continual obsession of using what the hell, this or that? It is not necessary on a daytime family radio broadcast. Did I say what the hell? I don't remember, but you just did. I just did now. Yeah. You actually said it twice because you read it. Right. But let me, uh, I'm filling it for Chad, and I'll just say what Chad was saying. This is not a family broadcast. <laughs> it's not, I'm sorry. It's not. It's a show for adults. 
Sofa adults, sorry. Uh, just got back from Aruba. Awesome vacation. Lucky you. We're, we're talking about this because Dave and I are apparently the only suckers here at WCCO Radio. Everybody else has traveled uh, perfect timing getting out of town this week. I'm filling in for Chad because he's on a list, listener trip to Hawaii. Jason and Dan, those lucky dogs, are down in uh, Fort Myers for Twins uh, spring training. They'll be broadcasting live from Fort Myers all week long. Our uh, My radio co-host is in Florida doing her shows from Florida. And uh, one of our bosses is in Las Vegas, traveling to Las Vegas today. And you talk about hitting the perfect timing. Uh, they're avoiding this uh, snowstorm, which will probably consume a lot of the conversation this week. If it if it uh, adds up to billing, if it, if it lives up to its billing. And everybody seems to be billing it fairly high. It's consumed a lot of the conversation the last three days. Everybody who's a meteorologist, or meteorologist or either professionally yeah. or just a wannabe meteorologist on social media over the week, oh, posting their maps and posting their projections. Yeah. and oh, Okay, we get Map it. porn. Yes. Weather map porn all week long. <laughs> oh, look at the colors. You got the purple here yes. and the lake blue. They get a white area yeah. there. Can't really tell what part of Minnesota they're no. referring and to. And Paul's, but- our guy Paul uh, tweeted a, a map. And it looked like a scary face. I mean, there's like a line of purple and then two purples where it looked like a jack-o'-lantern. And it's like, that's it, man. That's what's coming. Uh, somebody texted in here on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. And I want this person to call if this is true. Currently having lunch on the beach in Puerto Vallarta. Listening to WCCO Radio on the beach in Puerto Vallarta. Bless you. How about that dedication? Loyal listener. Dedication. But if, if that's true... Give us a call on your cell phone. I want you to walk into the ocean. Just, you know, put your feet. And I just want to hear it. I just want to hear the sounds of the beach and the ocean. A couple birds in the background. Yeah. That would be nice. Maybe some Mexican music playing in the distance. Mm. And we could ju- you could, you could uh, transport us via the phone line down to Mexico with you. Uh, here's another one. We're listening to you from Blue Mountain Beach, Florida. We've been here two months heading home next week. Give it another week. Uh, 83 feels like it's 85. Thank you. We're look, going to Cozumel 2 in January. Oh, excuse me. We went to Cozumel too early in January. Love to go to Hawaii right now. I think Chad's trip is uh, full. So uh, 651-461-9226. Cost not, does not matter. Um, you can go anywhere. Where are you going? We'll keep that as a thread uh, as we go through the show today. As we're all commiserating together. Welcoming another snowstorm. Uh, hey, Adam, headed to Arizona March 9th. Normally go this week to celebrate my dad's birthday, but delayed because of a wedding down in Arizona March 12th. Um, went to La Jolla, California, or would go to La Jolla, California in a heartbeat. Tory Pines is calling. I think I choose Melbourne, Australia. It's a long way to go to avoid it, but uh, you'd avoid it. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Keep the calls and texts coming in. We will speak to uh, Chris Coleman, former mayor of St. Paul, now the CEO of uh, Habitat for Humanity, about Jimmy Carter and his impact on that organization and just his legacy in politics. That conversation coming up next. It's Adam for Chad. It's coming up after traffic and weather on WCCO. Who is this? Saxophonist Kamazi Washington. Oh, okay. In honor of the uh, the big birthday. President's Day uh, today, and we welcome into the conversation Chris Coleman, former mayor of St. Paul, now CEO 
of uh, Habitat for Humanity, Twin Cities. The reason we're talking to Chris today, because uh, Jimmy Carter, former president who is now uh, in hospice care, his connection to Habitat for Humanity uh, speaks volumes. And, and Chris, let's start there. Chris is on the uh, John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. Tell me about the impact that Jimmy Carter has had on this organization and how the spotlight on the organization has been lifted or has been shining on this organization because of his connection to it. Well, it's, it's uh, first of all, good afternoon, and uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Carter family. The, uh, he, you know, just such an amazing human being. Uh, what he dedicated his life to is, is stunning, but one of those causes was Habitat for Humanity, and I, I spend about half of my time debunking the myth that Jimmy Carter started Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> yeah. uh, he did not, but he was he was absolutely our best volunteer and uh, number one supporter. And he and Rosalind uh, have, since 1984, held a build somewhere in the world where they bring hundreds and hundreds of people together for a week of work building hundreds of houses. I mean, they've they've had such an amazing impact, not just here in the United States, but across the globe through their work with Habitat for Humanity. And that that public service that is reflected in the Carter's work, how is that, the impact of that, do you see it, Chris, with uh, local people here in Minnesota who volunteer? Absolutely. You know, I think the humility with which he served um, this organization and the, the people around the world uh, was really kind of stunning and, and such an incredible role model. You know, you I, I would say to folks, look at if Jimmy Carter can be out hammering nails at 90 years old, yeah. uh, so can you. And uh, they would say, yeah, that would that would inspire us. But you know, he he could have gone off. He could have made lots of money being a board member of this large corporation or that large corporation. But instead, he chose to give back. And and whether it was working on a house with Habitat or teaching Sunday school. Um, or going across the globe to fight for democracy. Uh, uh, just an amazing, amazing servant leader. When we think about uh, Jimmy Carter, the president, what I think, uh, the thought that comes to mind is Peacemaker, about uh, his foreign policy and what he was able to do to uh, bridge the gap between uh, you know nations that have were pitted against each other. So Peacemaker comes to mind. When you think mm-hmm. about his political legacy, specifically as president, what stands out to you? Well, I go back to the to the uh, inscription on the wall of the Carter Center, a quote from Walter Mondale saying, they told the truth, they obeyed the law, and they kept the peace. And that's what he did as president. And beyond that, when he went out, he'd go to countries to oversee elections, to make sure that democracy was, in fact, being honored, um, to negotiate where he could and seek peace and seek, uh, you know, I think just really... Uh, a, a Christian mission of of working to improve the lives of, of folks that needed someone like him to step in and and, and fight for them. Uh, again, he could have done a thousand different things, uh, but he chose to serve in that manner. I was uh, interesting too. We're talking to uh, Chris Coleman uh, on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline, CEO of Twin Cities uh, Habitat for Humanity. I was reading this morning about how you know when he first. Um, got into the return to agriculture and got into his family's peanut farming business. He was living in public housing with his wife and three kids. It, it was a it was a struggle for him, and I can't help but believe that impacted his life and his willingness to sacrifice for others and his commitment to uh, you know people uh, people who like 
use the services of Habitat for Humanity. Absolutely. I think he always carried that humility with him in, in remembering, you know, he didn't he grew up in, in privileged circumstances. He wasn't a Rockefeller or, uh, you know, someone that grew up with great means, but he had an incredible intellect, has an incredible intellect, and and, and chose to, to use that gift that he was given to pay back for what he felt was, you know, some of the things that he had received in his life. But when I look at his initial relationship, long before Habitat for Humanity as an organization started, there was Koinonia Farms in Americas, not too far from Plains, Georgia. And it was a religious community that brought people, uh, black and white people together to live together, work together, break bread together. And Jimmy Carter was one of the few folks in southern Georgia at the time that was willing to engage and yep. work with, with uh, Koinonia Farms. And so not only that sense of, of you know, humility in terms of building houses and, and serving people, but also that importance of bridging the racial divide that was, was you know, just so deep in southern Georgia at the time. Uh, it, it's really, you know, again, it's just an exemplary life. And yet to think, you know, serving as governor of Georgia and coming up uh, through Georgia politics in a time when it was such a divisive time in that part of the country, too. Yeah, I mean, that absolutely is is one of the bright spots of Jimmy Carter's legacy. Chris, when we look back at uh, Jimmy Carter's presidency, um, do you think uh, history uh, has been kind to that presidency, has been, has softened a little bit as to, as to what was accomplished, even though it was just, you know, four years? Yeah, I think I think he's one of those presidents that the the uh, the more perspective that you have on what he was able to accomplish, what he uh, what he was facing, the challenges in the country at the time, uh, you know, he was he was criticized for using uh, you know what was referred to as the malaise speech, um, and yet he was he was simply trying to articulate that that the mood and the spirit of the country in a post Watergate era, post Vietnam era was was really challenging and facing you know soaring gas prices and and the challenges of the financial crisis in cities across the United States including New York you know all of these things that that he was dealing with um you know were were really big issues and yet he still led with integrity he didn't as as the saying said you know he kept the peace he told the truth he obeyed the law and at that point in time those were three really important things for the United States of America Focusing on Habitat for Humanity, Chris, give us an update as to your organization, how things are going, and and the need for volunteers uh, right now, and, and your continuing efforts here in in the Twin Cities. Well, we always need volunteers. That's the backbone of our model. And so, whether you're working through a church group or uh, your business or whatever, we we love to have people come out. So they just go to uh, tchabitat.org and and hop online and sign up to, to volunteer. We've got a big push between now and the end of the fiscal year at the end of june to to close out on a lot of houses where we're expanding our mission trying to serve as many families as we can and really focused in on the racial inequality in housing in the twin cities that has been uh, of our new strategic plan i think the center focus um, because they're just they're, there's such a divide in in so many aspects of our community but i believe it begins with a lack of opportunity for housing particularly for african-american households and and so we're working on on closing that gap uh, and creating more equitable Twin Cities. And for people who may just, you know, be familiar with Habitat for Humanity and think, okay, they build houses, specifically tell us how that process works and, 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 how, and how, how you develop that in the Twin Cities and who gets, gets the help from the houses that you build. 
Right. Well, in addition to debunking the myth that Jimmy Carter started Habitat, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I also have to you know, explain to people, we don't give houses away. Our families pay a mortgage. Uh, we make sure that the mortgage is tied to no, th- no more than 30% of their household income. So they come into, our, into Twin Cities Habitat. They begin a process that leads ultimately to home ownership. Uh, we work with families to develop financial acumen um, if they need you know, assistance in repairing credit, uh, getting prepared to be a successful homeowner. It doesn't do any good for us to get someone into a home if they're going to lose that home three or four years down the road and lose the equity that they've built up. So our goal is to really set families up for long-term success. Uh, working with our volunteers, working with our, our, our incredibly supportive community across the Twin Cities. We've, we are very blessed to have this generous, generous community that supports our work and uh, really understands our mission. And so always uh, always wanting to bring new, new folks out that haven't hammered uh, with us, and no matter what your skill sets are, we have a job for you. Uh, you may think that you don't know how to use a, a, a Zawzaw, but by the end of the day, we can get you. We can get you pretty proficient on on tools like that, and even right through the winter. So, I mean, we got snowfall, and obviously this week, but uh, your work continues right on through the winter months. Correct. Our winter warriors are are incredible. They're they're out there. Uh, hopefully, they're working in homes that we closed up in the fall, so they get a little heat, anyways. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we have work that goes on all year round, and, and uh, it's really important as we go into the, uh, the end of winter and into the early spring months that we finish off the houses and we can get them into the hands of our families by the beginning of the summer. And with the snow falling uh, coming this week, a significant snowfall, I'm asking our listeners if they had any opportunity, uh, price not an option, they could get on a plane today, where would you go? What's the answer for Chris Coleman? I, I think I'd go up to Lutzen and get some good skiing. In. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> come on. Minnesota. No, are you kidding? <laughs> Come on, you you have you have a, a foot and a half of powder coming. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> you should be on the slope somewhere. But uh, I, I I just had a, a fascinating trip down to Bon Air, which is uh, off the coast of Venezuela, oh. and uh, did some did some scuba diving and some windsurfing. Um, so so now I'm more in the snow mode than the uh, than the than the sand mode. Very cool. Sounds very cool. Well, Chris, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for uh, reflecting uh, on Jimmy Carter and what he means to your organization. Uh, and appreciate it so much. Stay warm this week. Well, yeah. Thank you. You too. All right. There goes Chris Coleman, former uh, mayor of St. Paul, now uh, president and CEO of the Twin Cities Habitat for Humanity. Twelve forty-five on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Oh my God! Stop it. Oh, this is the original version, though, right? Uh, no, it's actually not the original. It isn't? Who, no. who originally recorded Mustang Sally? I looked it up this morning, and I don't remember a name I've never heard of. This is Wilson Pickett. Wilson Pickett. Woodrow Wilson. Very mm-hmm. good. Very good. That's pretty good, though. I'll, I'll let Wilson Pickett's Mustang Sally stand, but anybody else, no thank you. The most overplayed bar band song in the world. Your Lindis construction time check is 12.50. Time uh, to invest in LeafGuard gutters before spring rains. Originally recorded by Mac Rice in 1965, but Wilson Pickett brought it to prominence. Mac, do you know what you started? No, you don't. Uh, we're taking texts from people like uh, who've gotten away or if they had any opportunity to get away, where would you go? Carter just got back from Arizona, saw the forecast, stopped at the hemp store and bought a bag of treats, brought some back from Arizona. I'll glide through snow shoveling. By the way, I'm 71 and retired. 
Talk to you on the other side Friday. Let you know how I made out. I love that text. Thank you, <laughs> right. sir. Right. Got hey, you know, a little something to get you through uh, hey. while you're shoveling. I'm not going to judge you. No, I I think we should judge. We should should judge very favorably. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of uh, that level of detail and planning is lost on I'm, many. I'm in Florida. Uh, been there since January 15th. Staying with my son and family until. April 1st, I'm so lucky I listen to you every day. Well, you're partly lucky. I, I'm, I'm shocked that so many people still listen to CCO Radio when they're on vacation or out of the state. Uh, that's dedication. We appreciate that in sincerity. Uh, that's, that's, um, we appreciate that. So uh, Marge Taylor Green, I call her Marge. We're, uh, we're, on, we're, we're tight. MTG, the uh, Florida, or excuse me, the Georgia Congresswoman. Tweeted today, it's time for a divorce in America, that we should separate the red states and the blue states, and that uh, it would shrink the size of government, and we can't get along, so we need to separate. We need the divorce. Are you kidding me? And she said, everybody I talk to thinks the same thing. First of all, just the nightmare of going through that, of seceding of having different states and different governments. Is it really that bad now that we can't even get along anymore? That there, First of all, that just assumes that we just have two. You're either a red or a blue, that there's no in-between. I sure hope that's not the case. I sure hope that's not the And I don't think it's the case. I think there is a large part of us who still uh, want a third option and still don't care that I'm traveling to a red state or a blue state. I love ice fishing. I love going up to the lake and ice fishing. There's a phenomenon now that you got to show your uh, Trump pride, whatever it is, uh, when you're ice fishing. Lots of flags flying. You get your flag up? I don't have, I don't have a flag. Uh, I don't. If I, if I had a flag, I would create it and would say, I'm just here to fish. <laughs> I'm just here to fish. <laughs> I really don't care what your politics are. I hope you don't care what uh, what my politics are. I'm just here to fish. I wish fishing would be like, you know, apolitical. <laughs> Can we do that? Can we just go fishing without having to show, you know, what political party we affiliate with? Um, somebody suggesting that about how, how about Marjorie moving out? Another text. I can understand why she feels that way. Look at Minnesota. It goes completely blue even when a majority of the geogra- geographical state is red. That's because land doesn't vote, though. Um, where the people are, where the people vote. Yes, I realize that your population centers vote blue, but just because the most of the state counties are red doesn't mean that that more people in this state are red um, or are Republicans. But if the, we cannot be in a position where I, I just can't even believe it, and I get it. You know, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene, and, she, you know, she's one of the people that uh, Republican, former Republican Congressman Eric, and Paul, Eric Paulson describes as celebrity congresspeople. They want to make sound bites. They want to get on Fox News or, or, or MSNBC. They like throwing grenades out there just to get a reaction, and I understand that's what this is. But for a sitting, I still can't get over that for a sitting member of Congress, Today to tweet, it's time for two different. It's time for a divorce that we should have red states and blue states. We should have two different countries. To me, is antithetical of what this entire country is about. 
And that's learning to live together with people who don't agree with you politically. So what? So what? They support somebody else. They believe a different way. Can't we just get over that and just learn to live together and say, you know what, maybe go back to a time where, okay, I disagree with you. It doesn't mean that I, I do not like you. It doesn't mean that you're my enemy. We can still get along. Um, it's pretty sad. Well, how about not, you know, doing your part in increasing the divide? How about maybe right doing your part to shrink it, to get people to come together, to, you know, realize that, you know, folks that aren't, on social media constantly mm-hmm. or in the middle of the political back and forth on yep. a daily basis, they don't feel the same way as you, Mark. Exactly. They don't, all right? They don't really care about their neighbor's politics. They don't really care about many of the things that are, quote, unquote, dividing mm-hmm. our country. Yeah, They just want to get through the day. Right. They just want to get to Tuesday, get through a snowstorm. <laughs> Figure out how to get all this snow uh, snow off of the driveway, and just live happily. That's not that hard. I don't. I don't know why. It, it probably is part of the reason is people like Marjorie Taylor Greene are caught in it every single day. Yep. Are caught up in it, and as you said, being a celebrity congressperson, it pays the bills for her and many others yeah. to poke at yeah, it. Sure does. To to you know. To, to make that divide seem greater than it actually is. And I and I guess I'm caught up into it, too, reacting the way I am when I can just scroll past and just realize who's giving me that information and just understanding who the messenger is and just getting on with my day. Uh, MTG, is her proposal exactly what all the bloodshed was about in the Civil War? And even if this were to happen, what happens when a blue state turns red? Do we get remarried then? Chaos entrepreneur, that's right. That's the term that somebody described. That's good. MTG. Do you just tell everyone who wants to be considered blue, you got to move west of the Mississippi, red, move east, or vice versa? Right. You know, you get two years to figure out where you want to live, and then boom, we've got to get to the oceans. Yeah. Most of the states that are on the oceans are uh, blue states. It's true. You have to organize some visiting rights, especially (laughs) when it snows for a week in Minnesota. How are you going to get to the ocean? Uh, overrated, underrated, properly rated. It's been a while since I've done overrated, underrated, properly rated. I've got a few. Hopefully you've got some. Laura's going to Laura's join got us got as them. well. Perfect. It's coming up next. Adamant for Chad on a uh, Monday.